Christmas is coming. It's a time when life gets more and more hectic for women in pharma. We're often prepping for those Q1 sales conferences or new product launches. Lots of annual leave in December crunches timelines. And for agencies, it's the time of year when all client deadlines seem to converge and everyone, everyone wants their work done before they go off for their nice holiday. And if that isn't enough, our home lives get really hectic too. If you've got children, the demands of Christmas fairs and plays and parties, you know, it's fun, but it's, it's a lot and it can feel like you're just dragging yourself through it. Um, plus then there's that expectation of Christmas parties, socializing with clients and suppliers and family time and parties. How's oh, it making you feel, Miriam? I'm stressed out already, I have to say. And, and of course, you know, I talk to a lot of people at the moment and they're all struggling with the darker mornings. And I think we forget we are still like animals who <laughs> responds to light and that does affect our energy levels. And this is the time of year where people want to be more going inwards. So trying to keep, you know, delivering outwards during that, that kind of natural period is really challenging. So yeah, for sure. Um, so it's easy to get burnt out um, at what should be a fun time of year. I don't know about you, I ended up being in bed one Christmas eating egg sandwiches because I was literally, there was, I, could, I was dead, I was ill. I think, I think that does happen to a lot of people because their body suddenly goes, I don't have to do it anymore. I'm stopping and everything, your immune system goes, oh, I can relax now and all the bugs get you. So um, Yeah, so many people are ill at Christmas and I think it is that stop. And you know, sometimes I, I fear to stop because I think... If you stop, you may never get going again. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, we haven't introduced our guest yet today. We have we? not um, introduced our guest. So we're here with the lovely Giovanna Pezzi, who is a women in pharma and a pharmacist. And Giovanna has worked agency and client side. And Giovanna came very near to burnout, recovered, and now provides wellness support to other women in the industry. So hello, Giovanna. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us to help women in pharma take this preemptive strike before this season of craziness that I've just described, which sounds a bit frightening. Um, can you tell us more about your own journey to wellness? Yes. Of course. Uh, so my journey with wellness started about four and a half years ago. So that's when I kind of rediscovered yoga because I basically, I was joining, I, I, I had joined the gym and actually didn't like going. Going to the gym caused me so much anxiety. The idea of having to go, having to go out, it's just, it wasn't good for me. And I thought, right, I need to find something that I like to do and that's always something I tell everyone you need to find something that you like to do so then I joined a class a yoga class and I rediscovered that love I had for yoga so that's kind of when I started and because yoga allows you to go inwards I started really reflecting on my life on my relationships my decisions and all the rest of it. So that's when I started really 
thinking about my own wellness and how could I actually bring that to other people as well. So it's been a journey. Wow, look how look how calm even her face has just got this like there's no wrinkles you just have this aura of calm i have to say so uh, you've definitely absorbed the yogi spirit yeah. <laughs> and why did you why did you why were you seeking that calm what was going what was going on in your life just the busyness of it all uh, just career progressing in a, in a way that you have more responsibilities then you suddenly have a team that you have to take care of and i was like okay how, what do i do for myself because if we don't take care of ourselves how can we can take care of other people and taking care of a team is a huge responsibility. And it's not something I took lightly. I wanted them to be happy. And I kind of wanted to start with me so they could have a calm manager, a calm leader, somebody who they could go to, talk to. And I, I didn't used to be this calm. Trust me, I was never like this. <laughs> How were you like? Oh my God, I was a lot more irritable a lot less patient um i kind of probably didn't give people the time that i give now i'm much more patient i listen much more than i used to probably i think there is some maturity but also understanding that people are important and i need to give them the time and actually i take pleasure on that now uh, so that is really something that i've changed a lot in the last few years Mm. And how, how did you go about changing? Because I, th I don't know about you, I had this, I have a really clear memory of a time where, so I was in that kind of in between being a leader and still having kind of responsibility for doing quite a lot of the tasks. And, um, and I think as you go through your career, you start off and you're very tasky and and you prove yourself through becoming a technical expert and delivering and all of that kind of stuff. And then at some point there's that sort of transition. And I remember very clearly this moment where I was busy on my task and one of my small team that I had wanted something from me. And I was really sort of, you know, focused. I had to get this done. It was really important. And, you know, and then I remember sort of that I looked over at them and they, they could, I could see the reaction when I sort of, from the look on my face clearly was like, I'm busy, don't interrupt me. And I, I don't even know what I said, but all I can recall is the, the, the crestfallen look on their face. And, and it stuck with me because it made me realize like, what's more important, the, the person or the task? And, and, it, and clearly at that time, for me, it was tasks. So I wonder, you know, how, how did you make that trans transition? I think there's a lot of self-reflection. And I've had that before where I was perhaps stroppy with somebody. And I felt so bad afterwards because I started to think we don't really remember managers that perhaps missed a deadline. We remember those managers who made us feel good about ourselves, who gave us direction, uh, who listened to us, who paid attention. And I thought, I want to be like that. I want to be a person that others want to talk to and not the one that people avoid. We've always, oh, I think we all have worked with people that we don't want to talk to because they, they're not approachable. 
I didn't want to be like that. It is, it's still something that I'm learning because I still, I, I'm not no longer a manager now, but I have, a, well, what I was, I had a lot of the technical parts of the, the role like you, and you have your deadlines and you have to balance that. So it is mm-hmm. communication, I think, with others as well. Perhaps it is about saying, I cannot talk to you right now, but as soon as I'm done, I'll you'll be the first one to hear. Talking to people and talking to people in a kind way. And I think talking to myself in a kind way also helped. Mm. We can talk a little bit mm. about that. Okay. That's almost the hardest, isn't it? I think, you know, <laughs> it's terrible when you think about what, what is your unconscious brain saying to yourself all the time? And it's so many negative things, you know, I'm so busy. I've got so much to do. There's not enough time, you know, are oh, you idiot or whatever yeah. narrative yeah. you've got. Or a kind of, I think one of my things that I've had to work so hard on is a sort of constant disappointment with myself that I don't notice the 25 things I have done. I notice the 25 I've still got to do. And it's like, you know, I've really had to work hard on kind of admiring my list of completed tasks <laughs> and all the things, you know, the things that the things that have been done, not just focusing on all the, all the things that haven't and feeling, oh, I haven't succeeded. Mm. Exactly. You never tell your friend, oh, you're useless. You haven't done, you haven't completed your to-do list. You never tell your friend that. You never tell anyone else. You never tell your, your family. So why do we talk to ourselves like that? We shouldn't. And this yeah. is something that we have to do on a daily basis. Whenever that thought comes, you kind of say, mm. no, stop. I'm, I don't talk to myself like that. That's not the right way to mm. talk to myself. And it becomes mm. a habit. Yeah. My, my healer. I can't even believe I'm saying those words, but that does sound a little bit woo-woo, <laughs> <Matt>, Miriam. <laughs> this is my evolution. So my my the the woman who is helping me with healing, known as my healer for short, um, she told me to to do something yesterday. She said, "You say you need to say to yourself in the mirror every day, I love you. You're doing great. You know." you're an amazing person and and all this stuff and she said you know of course I tried it this morning and it was the most cringy thing ever and and then but I realized god why is this so difficult mm. you know it's ridiculous that we we can't even do that without feeling like you know like oh no bleh. <laughs> <laughs> And you were a sort of a bit of a fan of affirmations as well. So how come that was so hard for you? I know, I know. I think the power of I love you is, is, I mean, I think when you say it to another person, I mean, look, Sarah, you and I have had this conversation before where, you know, I've said to you that I love you. And I know you're like, like, that's too much or whatever. Because I think most of us somehow, the unconscious is probably that we're not lovable. Mm. Or that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's just, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, we definitely have that. Just just think, well, why? And I, I have that too. Sometimes when, when people say things like nice things to me or give me good feedback, I'm like, really? Why? Why are you saying that? Yeah. Why do you like? I, I asked my husband, why do you love me? And I was like, this is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like, because we deserve, because we are lovable because we are good people 
than we deserve. And it is hard. And it, it, even me saying that, it sounds a bit cringy, but we do need to, we need to, we need to value ourselves and taking care of ourselves yeah. is, is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And as Miriam is always saying to everybody, but particularly me, and I think you've even said it to yourself, before you can look after everybody else, you have to put on your own oxygen mask. And I think particularly, you know, when I've had my difficult times with my son in hospital, um, you know, I can't do anything to look after him or, you know, run my business if I don't look after myself. So so that forced me to put on my own oxygen mm. mask first. And it was a very good thing that I had to do that. Otherwise, I would be mm. useless to everybody else. I think it mm. ultimately made me a better person. Uh, but I'll let others be the judge of that. We love you, Sarah. <laughs> well, we, I love you too. <laughs> right. Well, um, Giovanna, when we're talking about wellness, can you explain to us? A little, it's a sort of quite a nebulous term, isn't it? What, what, actually, what even is wellness? No, it is, and the definition is like. Uh, healthy habits that would lead to better health, physical and mental. To me, that's very vague. I don't, I don't do vague. I think we do need to. to... Is that because you were in compliance? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I think there are crystal clear. I need examples, and if I don't get examples, my brain doesn't process vague information. But also, when we look at wellness, it's it's much more complex than just the physical. And emotional because there's the social aspect there is the occupational there's so many different there's seven actually seven dimensions of wellness and if we want to be truly well we kind of need to look at each one of them i think we can we, obviously we don't have enough time to talk so much about all of them but um we can perhaps just talk a little bit more about the ones that are relevant for this time of the year where we feel drained physically emotionally so yeah it's we can talk about examples of how yeah know. well before we do that I, I've just had a couple of connections kind of go off in my brain so last week we did a, a webinar on, on burnout um, which was um, by Beverly McCluskey and she talked about these five five four different types of burnout and they seem as if those types of burnout also sort of more or less line up with the areas of wellness and you know you talk about sort of social is one area of wellness and I've mentioned before that for me the idea that you could socially burn out was a kind of bit of a you know bit of a surprise really I had no idea so I wonder whether these different areas of wellness can also be related to the different types of burnout. Mm. I think a lot of them, yes, absolutely. I think we don't, sometimes when we think about wellness, instead we just think about, yeah, I'm just going to be physically not capable of doing my day-to-day, you know, tasks. Uh, But yeah, the social, social burnout is a thing. Absolutely. I always say, if I go out a couple of days in a row, I, I go, okay, my social battery is totally mm-hmm. depleted and I am an extrovert. So for me, and even for me mm-hmm. to say, look, that's, that's enough. I cannot anymore deal with three nights in a row, say, or two nights in a row. It's too much. It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't. So I kind of space that out because I don't want to get to a point where I, I'll say, I don't want to see anyone because I know energetically mm-hmm. that's not good for me to just isolate myself. 
And that's also reflection. Yeah. I've reflected so much. Mm, yeah. So coming up to this busy time where we might be socialising way more than we might ideally like or not getting out exercise or all those things, how can we, you know, try and prepare ourselves to enjoy the time, become energised for the new year? And What simple steps maybe can we take to improve our phys- physical health? I think we kind of need to start with a little bit of reflection. And I've probably mentioned that word a few times already. But it is it is about reflecting and looking at our lives, our commitments, because we all have lots of commitments right now. Work, social, family. So we kind of need to see what is it that we have ahead of us and what priorities do I have? So we might have lots of social events that we might not need to go to all of them. We might want to go, we might not need, but we really need to prioritize which ones are going to bring me more joy, more energy. So prioritize mm. those. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult with family though as well, isn't it? Especially around Christmas. There's so much kind of, I mean, family brings out the emotional patterns that we've had probably that go back to our childhoods that probably go back to our parents childhoods and on and on you know the whole family history and um there's so much obligation isn't there and a sense of guilt or uh, which can put a lot of pressure I mean there's I think there's more divorces announced after Christmas and Valentine's than any other time probably because there is so much emotional yeah. pressure at that place. And actually, I noticed that the uh, obviously it's the time of year where all the Christmas ads have come out, and obviously I would be super interested in the Christmas ads. Um, but the Marks and Spencers ad this year taps into that, and I think their thing is about don't feel obligated to do you know what everyone what everyone else wants you to do mm. then i think their strap line is do only what you love this christmas mm. which is really interesting that they've tapped into that sense of what you're saying giovanna which is prioritize and maybe say no to some things which is incredibly hard particularly if some of those things are things that you're you yeah. know schools and every you know you sort of feel an obligation to everybody and in a way you're choosing well, who is my most important person here? Yeah, making other people happy somehow is like your job. Yeah, I can be a little bit ruthless when it comes to certain things because in in a sense that if it is, I know it's going to be bad for me, I'll probably say no. If I'm not sure, maybe, there's some sort of communication that can happen. So you can say, well, um, I'm going to come, but I'm going to come for a couple of hours and I'm just going to leave. Um, I'm going to limit the amount of time I'm going to limit. Perhaps this year I'm not going to visit everyone. Perhaps I'll visit half mm. this year and I'll say, look, next year I'll prioritize you. I know this sounds a bit awful in a way, but mm. if you think that it's going to be really bad for you afterwards, isn't it a little mm. bit better to prevent that from happening in the first place, even if you might not yeah. be very popular this year? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, I agree. I, I th- finding the words to, to I think is the hard yeah. bit because no one, you know, we humans are social animals. So we want to be, you know, in service to the community and supporting each other. And we feel guilty for breaking that, um, you know, commitment. Yeah. 
and and yet at the same time as you say if you don't manage your own energy then there's only so long that you can keep being in service to others and people pleasing you know at some point that will lead to your own burnout too yeah. so I don't know um how you know finding the way to say it around you know I'm I'm really grateful for the invitation and I, I really love to see you at the same time I need to manage my energy and um avoid spreading myself too thinly so this time you know I won't be able to do that um let's find another time for us to get together because I think a lot that's of a pre- lovely way that's a really lovely way of saying something Thank if you. you said that if you said that to me I wouldn't be offended I would I would think well she still wants to see me at another time and to be honest you know what I probably think well that's quite good because I don't have to do that yeah, <laughs> we'll thing to do. exactly and this is another thing that we need to, to, to think about a lot of people they want to say oh let's meet up before Christmas to be before Christmas so an alternative can we do this in January because I already have quite a lot of things going on before Christmas I know that certain family yeah. events they are around Christmas but those that are not perhaps we can just say oh let's just see each other after the new year yeah. I've done that with some friends and also because I'll be traveling so it's a bit of an easy escape but you do if, yeah. if it is not something that is you know time crucial can you not say let's do this in January so also yeah. it would be good because January can be a bit of a mm, not such a nice month it's a very long dark month and if you have certain social events that you know are going to bring you joy at that time why not having them at that time yeah definitely definitely yeah, yeah and I think that when we are trying to do all those all those things it's easy to slip into the drama triangle isn't it Miriam do you want to remind <laughs> people about the drama triangle indeed yes I think when when you start to overdo it and therefore your resilience reduces and um then people and then that final thing happens and and you snap um and it, and it can be a number of ways in which you're less good self shows up let's say it could be that you show up um as the bitch as we like to call her who kind of snaps like i can't do everything like and 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 then make someone feel really bad because they kind of escalated in a way the the energy and you know fought back you could turn into the victim which i think was my personal favorite where um you kind of keep saying yes to everything and then saying to yourself well woe is me and it's all down to me and I'm trying to do everything and nobody's happy and like and and then so you're blaming everybody else for for having taken it all on yourself so that's also another common pattern or you become the martyr and you do try to do everything and eventually you end up you know flat out and then probably turn into the bitch or the victim because you're trying so hard to to do everything for everybody you know no it's okay I'll do it no no don't worry you don't have to bring any I mean people make offers yeah. all the time to help each other um no no <laughs> do you want me to put your case up oh no no don't worry I've got it you know yeah. we, we're all martyrs all the time because we're so yeah. at accepting help because yeah. we somehow feel like it makes us seem less able again another bonkers <laughs> habit I think many of us have <laughs> i think that august gets really played out in those really intense days over christmas doesn't it where you know 
people are, I mean, often people are offering me help, but I almost don't have the brain power to, at that stage to kind of, if, like, they're, what can I do to help? And I'm just like, I, I don't, I can't even think. I don't know. It's just easier for me to yeah. just leave me alone. I'll just yeah. do it on my own. <laughs> don't yeah. come near me when I'm making gravy because I'm concentrating. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> in fact, yeah, bitch, victim and martyr probably in everybody's house at Christmas, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Leave me alone. I must be with my potatoes. <laughs> what about you, Jumana? What, what, how, how does it show up yeah, for you? I think, um... I think it's it's very much the same. I think it is pretty much everyone is like that. I think asking for help is something that I have been trying. I still find very difficult. I will admit I find very difficult and I don't understand why. And I think it is that sense of I'm such an independent woman. I should be able to do everything myself. I don't need to ask for help. But actually self-care is asking for help. It's asking for help. Mm. And again, the same thing as I said, when we talk to our friend, we don't want to use that kind of language that we use with ourselves. But the same, we would want our friends to ask our help. So why are we not asking? And we would do it yeah. freely if, if asked. So why? And, and I'm talking, I'm not talking so much about work now. I'm talking about more like the emotional side because at work, I agree sometimes yeah. it's like, just, just leave me. Sometimes I, do, I just, I just want to do it myself. But yeah, even sometimes at work, you feel, oh, at home, you feel like I don't, I don't really want anyone. Just get away from here. Yeah, yeah. I've got a friend who always asks for help. Um, you know, not she might ask to borrow things. Has anyone? Have you got one of these? Or have you got any of that? And initially, she's from India, and. Um, and in, in their, well, she grew up in India and in their community, like everything was kind of like a shared resource. Mm -hmm. And so for her asking, oh, have you got a suitcase and have you got this? Whereas initially I was like, oh, you know, haven't you got your own one? Get your own one. Like, stop asking me for everything. And then I started to realize, like, how ridiculous is this? You know, that if I think about every house in my village, for example, we've all got, you know, a spade and a you know every tool that could we could possibly ever need that we'll only probably use once or twice and you know I've got a suitcase in the loft that's I bought for one holiday because we needed a giant one and I've never used it since and I think I've lent it out more to friends than I've ever used it and I love it now because it's my lend to friends suitcase and I started to realize <laughs> <laughs> I know I love it because I like because I love being a service and once I sort of adjusted my brain to realizing this is the society I want to be in I don't want to be in the society where we all have our doors shut and we all have to have our own everything and we can't ask for help like who wants to live in that world because that's a world of social isolation yeah. we've just forgotten how to be interdependent because I think we've got so used to this striving and proving and showing what each of us individually are capable of, which is everything. And we don't need help and we can do it all. And it's just become, again, another in unconscious narrative that's driving us apart. Yeah, yeah. I became better. It's oh, sorry, go on, Sarah. No, I was going to say, I think that is an Indian culture thing, because I have an Indian lady in my route who's in our WhatsApp group. She's always asking for everything. And it's really, really lovely. It's the same. It's the same thing. And everybody, you know, always 
is happy, is so happy to help. And now more and more people in the WhatsApp group are sort of saying, oh, do you have a, whatever it is, costume for my child for tomorrow for World Book Day or whatever it is. It's lovely. It's really yeah, nice. It, it, it is. And it is a shift in mindset. But you see, you, you both have that experience. Now you're telling me I can tell other people. And so we can spread the word and we yeah. can slowly, slowly change, change the ones around us. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I needed some ski gloves because I went trekking in the mountains in Nepal and I needed ski gloves and I don't have them. And I said, I don't want to buy them. So I asked a friend who happens to be Asian too. I said, can, you, can, you, can I just borrow them because I don't want to buy and things like that. Why not? Why don't we do this more often? So maybe mm -hmm. can. And it creates a really good feel good factor, which takes us to the emotional aspect, yeah. which we started to touch on a little bit. But it is that time of year when you can get quite overwhelmed and no amount of borrowing ski gloves or uh, World Book Day costumes is going to kind of, is going to rescue you. <laughs> so, um, you know, we sometimes get to feel a little bit teary at that time. What can we, what can we do to protect our emotional well-being in this busy period? Yeah, I think preserving, nurturing those good connections. Um, I think that is extremely important. If we're not feeling good, we are, we are unhappy or we are unwell, ask somebody for help or just just say, can I, can I have a chat? Because Christmas period is not happy for everyone. A lot of people, they, they may have issues from their childhood that this is not a happy period or they may have other things going on we also need to be aware of those and hopefully we know people around us who have some sort of issues with this time of the year and we are kind to them just mm. just maybe extend that kindness to others and hopefully other people extend the kindness to us and really preserving those good relationships and I think yeah we already mentioned about prioritizing and think about those people that bring you energy that you I always I, I started doing this uh, quite some time ago so when I have any any interactions um, with people whenever I go home I reflect on how I feel what's my energy like do I feel drained or do I feel happy and energized when I remember the interaction, do I smile or am I really serious? And that leads me for the following interactions with those people. Do I really want to? So you're giving them a five or four or whatever star review in your own brain in a way. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a bit nervous now. Sarah. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask are you. So, and and then when you are you sort of thinking to yourself because I know someone else who does this who who kind of has a whole load of friends and she sort of you know contacts different friends and spends you know she consciously tries mm. to spend some time each month with the people who energize yeah. her and the people who drain her a little bit. She tries to kind of you know minimize that yeah. and. Or do that after she's seen the energizing people, so that her battery is full when she's when she's with people who she cares about, but maybe you know they're they're just not people who fill her cup with um, with joy and positivity. Is that do you do you actually go to that level of managing your 
I don't know, your energetic connections? Pretty much. I, uh, yeah, I think that is important because um, we only have a, a tank of energy, say. And if you start just giving it out, giving it out and not filling it back in, it's going to be totally depleted. And then you're going to be the one suffering with that. So, yeah, and um, I think this last year has not been very easy for a lot of people. And I, unfortunately for a lot of my friends, they had very difficult year. So I've been giving them a lot of energy um, because I want to help them because it, it makes it, it, because they were there for me when I needed as well. So it is a bit of a, they were kind to me, I'm kind to them. And that's that's how, how it is. Um, it, it can be at points, depending on the situation, it can be difficult because you are empathic and you suffer with them. So you do need to get your own energy back up. And how do you do that? That's, you know, we need to really preserve our self-care and do little things that make us happy and energized but yeah it's mm. it's a journey and it's not easy and sometimes you feel like am i doing the right thing because you want to be there for people all the time so how mm. do we it's hard mm. i think i'm quite selfish to be honest i i've i've broken up with people so to speak who i've decided you know are just not good for my well-being and um i feel like i i i don't consciously do what you do giovanna but i think i i think i know when i come home feeling good and i know when i don't and so i just then invest in keeping in contact with the people that make me feel good and yes of course there'll always be ups and downs but even the people who are, make me feel good who are having downs then i still feel good helping them because i know at their core it's you know it's not about the moment and whether someone turns up and they're grumpy or not it's more you know the heart of the and soul of the person 100 percent, 100 percent. one of my best friends going through a very difficult time and for me it's such a pleasure to spend time mm. with this person because i know i know that is important it's important for both of us it's, it's it, mm. it is and it's i don't think it's being selfish when you cut people out of your life because at the end of the day if we are in a relationship say with a husband with a boyfriend if it's not working we cut it we stop it but yeah. we are not as good as doing that with friends that perhaps are yeah. not friends anymore it's not being selfish yeah, yeah definitely and i think you have those friends who are sort of your friends all through life who you always just pick up with and you have great energy with and then there's other people who come into your life for a per certain period of time and then they go out of your life mm. again. We don't all have the same friends the whole the whole time that we're, you know, travelling through our life journey, do we? Absolutely. And I think sometimes people they tend to get so attached and they want they want it to work. They want it to work even though it's not working. Your values are different. You've maybe you you have some some things in common but if your values are different it's very difficult to be friends with people yeah. that just are totally different from you definitely or you have those phases you know when you're young and maybe in your 20s and you go out partying or you know you then you go through the baby phase if you do that and if you don't fit into the baby phase and you're not having kids that can change the dynamic and 
and you know so on you know different there's always different phases you work in different places or you move different countries so but um but yeah so I think that's almost the fun of life is sometimes I look at who I'm still friends with I think wow I would never have predicted I, I tell my teenage daughter all the time you just can't predict who you're going to have in your life 20 years later and I'm like wow I'll probably be going to your funeral who would have thought that because <laughs> you know I say that to a friend just a colleague I met once and we're still friends all these years later and I would never have imagined you know and I just say is that as a joke but, <laughs> but it shows the depth of our friendship <laughs> Is that the ultimate, the ultimate thing, do you think? Would I go to your funeral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. So Giovanna, tell us, give us a, two or three like habits that you have in your well-being armamentarian that you can inspire us oh. with. Oh, that's a fancy women in pharma word, isn't it? Armamentarium. Get you with your big long word. Okay, I'll try. So what I do, I I take care of myself quite a lot in the sense that I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, and I take time to read a book. I do this pretty much every morning. It doesn't need to be long. It depends what time I wake up, depends what time I need to start work. But I always take that time while I'm having my coffee that I just read a little bit. I then practice yoga. So I've been trying to do pretty much every day, even if it is 10 minutes. So that's one thing that I think it is really important that we understand that one size does not fit all. We have to think about what's good for me, what works for me. So what I'm saying is just an example of what I can do, um, depending on the day. Maybe for other people, 10 minutes will be more than enough with all they can do. For me, I can do 30 minutes, sometimes 45 and that's my morning routine. So that's how I set my day uh, that I'll start working. Uh, but I'm very careful with the relationships and the, the how many times I go out per week. Uh, I try not to go out too much. Uh, also because, you know, it's getting dark, it's cold. So it's not, yeah. not great. But I try to manage my energy and how much... I give out in terms of, you know, social interaction. So these are kind of the things that I I do. Great. I love that. I feel like I've been doing my well-being habits. They've grown. And I have my morning routine. Like the, to, to me, like before doing any, all those stuff before work is the most important set up for the day. Um, and I'm just sort of, you're inspiring me to think like, I could do something different. You know, like I love your idea of, reading a book first thing in the morning because it probably just sparks your neurons in a certain way depending on what you read but you know I know the stuff I like to read is kind of um all in this space of you know psychology and neuroscience and well-being or whatever and and that kind of is probably very inspiring so you've given me something new to do I'm going to try I think it's also it is quite it is quite good to shake up your. I, I completely agree that setting yourself up right for the day is really impos, is really important. Mm. But it is worth experimenting with some different things, or maybe having different things on different days. I have a bit of a guilty pleasure in the morning, so I used to get up and always do some yoga in the morning, and I was a bit like I was a bit like you two, but I've actually put more exercise later into my day and now I have a guilty pleasure where I just like 
I just like lying in bed with a cup of tea. (laughs) Just coming round, enjoying being just in my bed and Mm -hmm. not springing up and rushing about. I just like that 15 minutes of Mm. sort of almost nothingness, just easing myself into the day. And, And for me, the act of doing nothing is incredibly hard. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> so it's really, really good for me. And yeah. this morning, I was just sitting in bed doing nothing, and um, and I said, "Oh God!" I, to my husband, I feel, I feel really guilty just sitting here, just doing nothing. Yeah, so it's a real guilty pleasure for me, but it shouldn't sure. be a guilty pleasure because that now is. It was a very, it's a very nice, calm start to the day mm, for me. Lovely. And does Andrew bring you the tea? Oh yeah! Oh, I'm so jealous. I want my and tea coffee, over. a cup of oh. tea, then a cup of coffee. Wow, we all need an Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's fantastic. And this doing nothing, this is actually doing so much for your brain. You're giving, you're waking up your brain slowly. You're not bombarding your brain with like messages, social media, and all the rest of it. You are slowing yourself, and it's almost like I bet you. Well. I'm, you may get really good ideas. You may get clarity on stuff at this point because your brain is calm. It's really just waking up. Yeah. I think it's a good sort of start for your brain to the day. I mean, I'm quite strict with looking at my phone. I don't, I never look at my phone after nine o'clock at night because I think the blue light stops me sleeping. I know that light stops me sleeping. Um, so if anyone who messages me after nine knows that I ignore it. And then I don't look at my phone till probably about half past seven in the morning um and then there's usually a message from Miriam there for me <laughs> she probably thinks god Sarah never messages me I always no, message her <laughs> never <laughs> it's very good not to look at your phone in the evening it's it's something that we should all do mm. I am a guilty uh, sometimes I still look but um yeah I'm trying my best not to it's crazy i think it just starts i used to do that oh well just before i go up i'll just check if anything's come in and then it's always that annoying email from that person who triggers you and then and then your brain's like oh and it totally kills that whole wind down so what's what's to gain honestly i don't do it anymore (laughs) yeah i think those triggering emails they're really they're really um difficult aren't they but i have another little christmasy tip for you something i've started doing in in my family that came from the retreat that i went on recently and it's a habit that we've carried on and i think it'd be an absolutely lovely thing to do over christmas and my sister's doing it with her family and her kids and at the end of each day everyone just says what is what was their glow for the day the thing that really made them happy what was their glum for the day get it out there because that's the thing that's made you sad. And what were you grateful for? And I think over Christmas, that's a really nice thing to do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. gratitude, it's, I'm sure there have been some studies about gratitude. Oh, yeah. Loads. Loads, loads and loads yeah. and loads. It is so important to be grateful and the little things. And it's the little things that it may be for us. It's, it's, they're not that little for perhaps other people. Mm. But yeah, I think we, Sometimes we take things for granted, but yeah, it's it's nice too. I, I actually, I, I think I'm going to do that, Sarah. I think I'm going to do that. That sounds really amazing to do that. Today. It's my it's my top tip, and it really is such a nice thing, and it's really nice to do it with your kids. Um, 
and and it's a good way to open up conversations about like what didn't go so well for you today you know it's just a yeah it's a great it's a great one so um Giovanna how are you how are you helping people we mentioned at the beginning you're helping women in pharma and people in the workplace what what are you doing now to bring all your experience of being a woman in pharma and your yoga teaching and all your wellness how are you bringing that to to people who might be watching this? Well, um, I'm slowly, slowly trying to build um, a sort of, not coaching, mentoring, or something that I could actually talk to people. And as I said, I think there's a lot of, uh, one size doesn't fit all. So I think we do need to talk to people individually. And this is actually, I want to start doing more of. Um, What I was doing with my own team, I was doing a little bit of that, not in a formal way, but in a in an informal sort of way, trying to influence the way they live their lives and the way they 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 see things, they 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 behave. So I want to start doing a little bit more about that. Um, probably beginning of next year. So this is like a project I have to start doing more of. Uh, and even with the teaching, I was, yeah, really thinking about maybe start doing some classes with some elements of wellness because yoga on its own is probably not enough, but perhaps is a starting point for a lot of people. If, if I say, oh, well, let's just come for a, a long talk, they'll be like, nah. But if there is a little bit like, let's just move a little bit and understand our bodies and learn to love our bodies, in a, in a better way, because I think a lot of women suffer with that too. Maybe that could, could yeah. be a little bit more of a complete package, if you, if you like. Mm. Love nice. it, love it. Nice. Well, I think you've given us lots of ideas um, for how we can look after ourselves in this um, in this busy in this busy time. I've made a, a few little notes on 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 some top tips. Put on your own oxygen mask first. Be kind to yourself. It's not always easy. Say no nicely. Miriam yeah. has demonstrated this is perfectly possible. Say no to things. Um, nurture the relationships that energize you. I'm adding my glow, glum, and gratitude. And just learn to love yourself and be very kind to yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you for being such an energizing part of my day i think this will this is my glow for the day oh, doing this podcast so and mine. thank you both for that oh yeah yay. and we are incredibly grateful to you for joining us today giovanna and we look forward to seeing you at one of our events very I'm soon definitely gonna come count on me i love the events i absolutely yay. love them they're so amazing so yeah well done thank you, thank you. thanks bye, bye.